In a press conference last week, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said, quote, Darkening your face regardless of the context of the circumstances is always unacceptable because of the racist history of blackface. You think? Who is he talking to? It must have been himself because at this point there's no one else in North America that needs to be told that. But silver lining is that right now Justin Trudeau is the favorite to become the next governor of Virginia. <laughs> France is investing 150 million euros into keeping its remaining historic cafes open. It's part of the French president's campaign to make France smug again. They never stopped being smug. The Coast Guard intercepted a narco sub in the eastern Pacific Ocean carrying 12,000 tons of cocaine valued at $156,000. The Coast Guard became suspicious after watching the submarine sail up and down the West Coast five times, erratically turning back and forth and incessantly talking about how much better widespread panic sounds on vinyl. Also... I highly recommend the Narco Sub at Jersey Mike's, especially if you're planning on rearranging your furniture at 3 in the morning. <laughs> wow. Did you do that kind of joke? Wow. <laughs> well, the whole point is you read it fast. Uh, Mike Pence used an eight-vehicle motorcade while visiting a small Michigan island where cars are banned. He needed the vehicle motorcade because, uh, for security reasons after someone told him that mosquitoes on the island can turn you gay. An increasing number of House Democrats support impeachment hearings of Donald Trump over allegations he pressured Ukraine's president to investigate Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Uh, earlier today, Biden said that if President Trump doesn't comply with Congress's request for information, he'll be forced to support impeachment. And we all know who supports Joe Biden supporting impeachment, President Trump. <laughs> Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross fell asleep during President Trump's speech to the U.N. General Assembly. In related news, President Trump gave the greatest speech of his career, according to Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross. <laughs> and finally, one that will go over real well in this room. 16-year-old climate activist Greta Thunberg spoke to the United Nations General Assembly yesterday, blaming world leaders for stealing her childhood. More so than whatever environmentalist organizations are propping up her cause and putting her picture out there and opening her up to ridicule by having to speak to the United States General Assembly. The Trump Report starts now. Terrible. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome to the Trump Report. It's the whole gang. So excited. I'm here, Christian Blatt, with... Apparently, the newly engaged Chelsea Galicia. Oh I thought it was old news, but apparently, it's still new news. So, my apologies. It's Thank still very much new news. Thank you. Thank uh, you for that. We're all very excited for you. Thank but you. We're even more excited that we also have Tim Brown and Scott Moore here on the yes. panel. Yes. Oh, you were equally excited. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. 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 So, uh, there's so many things we can start with today. But we I think we're going to talk about that last thing you just said. Well, we don't need to talk about that first. That We'll get to it. But this is, you, we have to talk about the most important news of the day. Scott, where's the oh, impeachment clock man. right now? The one it's been at 11.59 for a long yeah, time. Yeah. But well, I was no, like, I put it back to 11.58 a couple oh, months you ago. Did. So now That's it's back right. up to 11.59. Wait, so, did we ever clarify well, right. what the clock is? I, exactly? I think that the clock is counting down actual impeachment, not yes. hearings. So I think yes. it's it's probably 11.59, yes. but it's not at 12 o'clock until no. the hearings are concluded one right. way or the other. And then, thank you. Until he's... Mm-hmm. And if the hearings are unsuccessful, you know, whether they get blocked by the mm-hmm. Senate or maybe they don't pass the House, whatever, uh, then it turns the impeachment clock to that old VCR 12 o'clock yeah, where it just blinking. blinks 12 o'clock uh-huh. and you can't actually change the time. Yes. Uh, so I that's think that's it. where we are right now. We are. 
Uh, it was only the impeachment part, not like we talked about the actual removal from the Senate, because that was going to be more unlikely to begin with. It was, is he physically going to be impeached by the House? But this one is so big that there might be Republican support for it. I mean, I know mm-hmm. by, by at this point, every day has been some, almost every day, some perhaps possibly impeachable event. So now that there is one that's so clear, it's so similar to the other ones that a lot of people are like, eh. Maybe. Yeah, right. Exactly. But if if this had been the first thing, or if this had been the thing that came out in the Mueller report, then we, everybody would be, oh, okay. Well, that's this is exactly it. Threatening another country with from withholding something that we had authorized to get in exchange for dirt on a political opponent is that not collusion? If if that had been Hillary, um, but. Let me ask you, Tamara, this, according to President Trump, he's happy to release the transcripts, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful conversation. So I don't see why we're even still talking about it. You have to You have to. I'm understand. pretty stumped uh, as to, yeah. because Trump's M.O. is to deny, deny, deny when anything, uh, you know, won't release his tax returns, any anything that it seems like he could be um, in violation of something, he denies it and won't um, comply. But the fact that he's, I'm I cannot imagine what is going to happen tomorrow. The fact that he's willing to uh, release the transcripts uh, unredacted, and if that is the case, and we're getting, do you do you guys all think we're getting an unredacted transcript? Tomorrow? I don't trust the transcripts. I don't trust it all either. Well, like, how do you know it's not manipulated? And, and by the way, it's I would, to say I, that. I would say this about any president, any official that is responding with releasing of transcripts. Mm-hmm. I like you know. I'd actually like to hear the audio. You know, let's let's get that so that right. we can make sure that maybe it's on the up and exactly. up. You know? That's more well, let's get the you. video so we can see those well, wink, wink, no, nudge, no, no, nudge. No, because the transcript, I, look, you, of course you can doctor audio. Sure. But you feel like you're going to get a more accurate representation of the conversation. But we don't know that there is audio. Right, right. No, we don't know. But and, and, it, that's and what I'm saying. to be fair, they're not legally required to keep audio or to create an audio. Right. That's only oh, that was only Richard Nixon. It was to say it worked out so well for Nixon. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it. Exactly. You know? And then, yeah, well, that well to that point, Scott. Do you think that the, these transcripts have uh, 17 minutes of blank pages? <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, nothing happened here. I don't know. Yeah, guess exactly. They both, just guess they both blank, fell asleep. Blank. I think they were watching golf and they're or like, like oh, a little thing on. in there intentionally left blank. <laughs> oh, like the, like standardized yeah. text. Yeah, this page <laughs> there's just like moments where there's like tum, thumb, like ding, 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 ding. Yeah, and yes, then in parentheses <laughs> the report writes, uh, not quite the clock, but more like more the, thumbs the, on a on a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Like I think we'll know phone. that the transcript has been doctored if uh, it it makes Trump seem like he has a vocabulary larger than twenty words. Oh, that's if fair point. if the other end of the conversation is extremely complimentary, then you know it's fake. You know, I mean, there's, yeah. there's pleasantries. And In then fact, there's... I cannot wait to get home and write what I, I think Trump's version of the yeah. transcript is you know, going to say. I, I wonder, we don't usually <laughs> do this, but maybe we should do a little homework assignment where we each, before, you know, we do this tonight, you, know, you don't have to, you know, just maybe a paragraph or so, what you think the conversation's like, and we will take a look next week and we'll yeah, see who's how closest. close it is. Yeah, to the, to the... Uh, it's going to start with, like... Hi, Vladimir. Oh, wait, this isn't Russia. This is Ukraine. Right. You so guys are the, what's the next wrong? to them, right? Yeah. I, I thought this was a call with the boss. My apologies. <laughs> so uh, let us know in the chat what you think is in there. Mr. Trump, it is such a pleasure to speak with you. <laughs> You're such an impressive and handsome man who has such a astounding reputation of business and 
that's what it's going to be. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> I, always, I always thought uh, you got a bad rap against Bullwinkle. So I want to know what everybody uh, else thinks right there. And yes, a tweet from President Trump on the big screen here, thanks to Ryan in the booth. Now the fake news media said, wait, by the way, that's just the media. Like That's what you think the whole media is. You don't have to be specific like that. You can think about how many tweets he could have, how many uh, characters he could have saved. Now the fake news media says, quote, I pressured the Ukrainian president at least eight times during my telephone call. <laughs> Who do they think he is? Stormy Daniels? This supposedly comes from a so-called whistleblower who they say doesn't even have a first-hand account of what was said. And then it continues. But uh, so he's uh, he's gotten out in front of it. Uh, so I think the eagerness with which this was turned over, I think that there's, of course, a possibility of doctoring of transcripts. But I think any pressure that was applied was perhaps not directly uh, from Trump to the Ukrainian president. I feel like he has other people who handle things like that. You know, like exactly like I don't know, like like. Jared Kushner went over and was like, no, oh, it's a really nice looking car. It'd really be a shame if something happened to it. No, no, I've just got a bat here. You know, no, don't worry about it. You know, if they're just other forms of intimidation, you know. Um, you know like we see by in the intimidating Jared Kushner. Yeah. I'm <laughs> shaking in my boots. I mean, you know, what Ukrainian wouldn't be scared of Jared Kushner? Let's be honest about that. But the whole, you know, pressure doesn't have to be any, like, literal gun to the head type deal. Um, and the implicit, you know, there, Trump is not very good at subtlety, but there is, you know, implicit. Wait, what would make you say that? What from, <laughs> and I'm talking about from Florida's president, what about his public, what would make you think that President Trump is not a master of subtlety? Uh, you know what? I was actually. I don't even know how to. <laughs> I don't even know how to. What were you going to say? The Tom? only subtle thing that he has ever done is, and not to jump topics, we can oh, stay on this. Actually, but, this is pretty but, good. But yeah. that tweet at, about about uh, Greta, Greta Thunberg, Thunberg oh, that was yes. like the sarcastic. Yes, sarcastic. That, I was like, who wrote that? He does not have the ability right. to smart be smart enough. Yeah. To do that, smart right? enough we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Little. But you're right. That was actually surprisingly yes. subtle. And you're right. It's like. It, it, uh, he's got a team that you know, like like any good comedian. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chelsea. What were you going to say? I have no idea. Whole writing That's team. Fine. That's all right. Yeah, uh, but it's all right. You know, so it's only like really a 45 minute show. So mm-hmm. you know, if we forget what we're saying, it'll come back sometime. Yeah, it'll it'll all come back around. So I think that uh, does any does, does the happenings in the in the house surprise you? Just the way that it started to catch on. I'll ask you first, Chelsea. You know, the fact that. I guess we have three quarters of, of Democrats. Does that surprise you favorably, or do you think that there? Did you think that maybe more of them would be on board by this point? What seven, almost seven thirty Eastern time tonight? Did you think that all the Democrats would be on board at this point? Um, well, I know that there are some who are, you know, in those in those states where they have to appear to be a little bit more Trump empathetic. Mm-hmm. So. I get that there's going to be some people who are slow to join the party, but um, I was actually surprised that it, that Nancy Pelosi came out this quickly with it. Like I saw yesterday that she was asking around how people felt about it, and for her today to come out and and make the announcement for the inquiry, I was pretty surprised about that. But it does um, make it two things about it: her coming out this quickly means this is a big deal or it should show people it's a big deal but also her being so reluctant to come out with an impeachment inquiry at any of the other possible times before makes it also appear I think to most reasonable people that oh Nikes this might be actually something that is deserving of this level of scrutiny and isn't just like oh one more time that they're trying to go after him like 
No, there was actually something very much to this. I mean, even without the transcripts, and I was hearing a, an interview on the way over here, oh, we got to wait to see what the transcripts say. We already have out of his own mouth what he said that he did. Um, and even if... You mean apart from having a beautiful conversation? Right, that but he is said, I, I didn't place any pressure on him. Well, actually, I did place pressure on him about the Joe Biden thing, which is the, the very exact thing that is most wrong with it. And... The hilarious part is he talked about, oh, I, I don't want to give Ukraine any money that's going to go towards corruption. It's so funny, I can't even laugh. Well, why would you spend corruption money abroad when you can spend corruption money at home? No, I think that's that's probably sounds like corruption. Keep, you know, keep America first. You right, know, exactly. Make America Thank first. you. Don't, that's, like, that's like taking our keep jobs own, and sending them keep overseas. Keep the corruption here. Let's keep, yeah, it. Thank it's you. in keeping Export with his it. speech to the General Assembly, saying every wise leader looks out Basically, only yeah, for their country. For their Nationalism yeah. versus globalism. Mm-hmm. Right. And I actually want to say to him, like, look around. It's not actually going that well. The fact that we trampled on so many other countries for so long is kind of biting us in the butt right now. Maybe I mean, it's not like you have to be the president of the whole world. But if we were to all take into consideration, is there a, a possible win-win? Is there a way that we can get ahead without destroying or killing people in other parts of the country, maybe we'd be better off. I, I don't well, know. That I mean, might be very in, controversial. Well, case in point was the whole Iran and Saudi Arabia issue was that there were, the usual allies were not coming to back us up because we basically walked away from the Iran deal that they still said we should be in. And that was the clearest uh, thing right there, which is the reason why it's been a lot harder for him to have any kind of response to this because there's nobody else that's really willing to back us up like in the past we would so it is antiquated thinking that any one person Mm -hmm. any one country any one anything could or should go it alone Uh, it's just it just doesn't work that way it defies i think like the laws of like science and and the and the universe that we are so much more interconnected than people want to think i i don't want to get way into sounding like you know marianne williamson (laughs) here before we we're even talking about her aren't you glad she's not going to be in the next no, I miss her. I don't know. I'm you know, sad. You know I miss I'm her. I'm sad. Yeah, but Tulsi Gabbard's in the next one. Yes. It's, That's surprising. Which, which we talked about, though. We did said she have someone f- killed? Well, no, we, how did how'd she get into the next Well, we one? said because of the way the setup was that people that didn't make it in the September one would be able to get the October oh, one okay. because of the polls and the and the time period. So there were going to be some people that had a chance sorry, to make it. Sorry, your, your favorite, de Blasio. But, yeah, I can't believe de Blasio. What a quitter. What a quitter. Just because he's been polling at 0.0, and I think it went up to 0.001 at one point, I what you know? How disappointing is Bill De Blasio? I mean, not anything else in his career, not anything, not to police in New York. No, how disappointing is it that he's not still running for president? I know, right? What are we going to uh, do now? But I wanted to circle back with you, Scott, because this involves uh, someone that you keep close tabs on on Twitter. Uh, before <laughs> the transcripts. The Senate apparently voted unanimously yes. to release the full whistleblower complaint, and there's of course someone who could stand in the way of that if he so chose. By the chose. way, I wish we had mm-hmm. another word for whistleblower. I feel like I that it's something it's about that sort sounds- of like. Now, is it because you think of like a referee with a whistle, or is it the well, stereotypical uh, girl all, walks by, someone all, whistles they, at them? First of all, that's the only term they're using for this person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you're trying to read up on every every piece of information that has come out, it just gets too redundant. But also, it just gives it sort of a, a silly, like something that should be taken seriously. It gives it sort of this, I feel like it like um, 
D- like if D- Trump hadn't hadn't named the person, yeah, like yeah. it's like a crooked something or a sleepy something. Yeah, yeah. It's it a, just it just sounds a like a silly Weasley whistleblower. Like, yeah. It would definitely be the alliteration. <laughs> but anyway, but go your on. friend, your friend and mine, yes, uh, of course, uh, Mitch McConnell did not block this, and did that surprise? That surprised me. Well, it did surprise me, but it also goes back to to what Chelsea was saying earlier about Nancy Pelosi, because as frustrating as it's been to allow. Trump seemingly to get away with things again after again and again and again. She knows how to read the political room. She also knows what the Republicans are going to be looking at. And and like she's always said, she wants more Republican support. So the fact that he didn't even stand in the way of this kind of lends me to think that she realizes now that the tables are sort of turning here and that there are more Republicans that might be more willing to vote now because they're also getting fed up with having to continue to defend this person. Um, so I think yeah, that part of that by him, I was surprised by that, but I also realized there must have been something that she realized now to be able to jump on so quickly after all these other things that he's done that have been, frankly, impeachable offenses to now all of a sudden stand up for this because she must have known now that there is some Republican support there and yeah. more Democratic support. Although the immediate response from the House Minority Leader made it sound like exactly... Like just completely blaming Democrats. We're just we're we're yeah. just trying to govern. We're just trying to run a country. We're but these Democrats just keep finding another well, thing and then another. Well, that's thing. what Mitch McConnell basically said in his statement too. It's like you know if these Democrats would actually focus on governing in the past three years instead of oh my you god, know, so that's yeah, it's possible. So if these Democrats would put some things on my desk yeah, that I could right, sign, exactly, maybe we'd actually get something done. Uh, Tamara, I wanted to ask you, but do you think that Mitch McConnell? didn't stand in the way because he knows that as this goes along, he's going to stand in the way probably like 15, 20 more times. Right. So oh, he's, he's just like, resting? He's like, he's like yes. this is the time. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, this is the thing I'm going to give on because I'm not yeah. going to do anything else. Right. Uh-huh. I was just yeah, if he's yeah. like a boxer that's throwing the first round because he knows he's <laughs> yeah. a late, he's, he pulls out in the late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, his cut man was like, take a couple of punches. Yeah. Now, he definitely has an evil ulterior motive there, but I think from her, that was the end she needed to feel that she could now kind of move forward uh, to be able to, to look into this inquiry because of, of that, too. Uh, let us know in the chat if you have a better term for whistleblower. But uh, I wanted to play a fun game I wasn't planning on playing until right now. Uh-oh. Who does anyone think that the whistleblower is? Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway. Because I think that uh, she's she's actually completely in league with her husband. And he's kind of been blowing it for her. Like she feels exactly the way he does. And it's like, you're really blowing she, my cover. She has been quiet on Twitter today. I'm surprised. I was expecting. I, don't know. I was Look, waiting for her to... Just putting it out there. Yeah. You know? Ivanka. By the way, <laughs> yours makes more sense than mine does. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that, that would surprise me. Uh, Tamara, do you I have any... I think it's a name that we've never heard uh, of. Mark Feldman. Actually, don't, yes, I think Mark Feldman's come back, yeah. yes. I think we know it's a guy, right? Do we know? Do we? I thought I... Whistleblower is a masculine term. <laughs> That's right. That's it, true. That's a great point. No, but I, somehow I think that that's all we know about the person okay. is that... I mean, although that... You know, that's could have been more. That's so heteronormative of you, Chelsea. <laughs> this that's is, so unlikely. This is, no. Why you know, are you not in, so inclusionary? In a way, in a way, I hope it's a guy because then Don will be taken Jr. more seriously. Uh, He's trying to get Don his, Jr. Uh, yeah, no, I think Don Jr. wouldn't be taken so seriously. Yeah. I think if it came it out as it was Don no Jr. No relation to him for Sean sure. Spicer. No, I'm just <laughs> hey, I, I, he wasn't around July yeah, 25th. I, I, I really think what what. With Tamara, that it's going to be someone we don't know, someone that's you know civil servant, it's some it's somebody in the intelligence rank. community, yeah. like, not any of right. the people that right. We it's guess. not like it, it, it's not like we knew who Edward Snowden was before yeah. we you know before he whistled. Oh wait, when did this conversation 
take place? July 24th. July, what yeah. if uh, the... Who, um... Scaramucci? That would be no, great. No, 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 no. But the, the previous, um... Oh, my, uh, what's uh, his name? Bolton. The white... Bolton. Oh, Bolton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolton. Yeah. yeah. Somebody who's resigned. Uh, that would make that sense. John Bolton would definitely yeah. make sense. Yeah. Look, he's already got a book deal. I know, so right? what's going to help? I'm putting my money on Bolton right now. That's a really good one. I keep wanting one. to say Michael Bolton. <laughs> John yeah. Bolton. Would you yeah. like Joe Fisher Bolton? I'll say Michael Bolton. You can go the Dark Horse vote for Michael Bolton. I won't say Michael Bolton. I always just want to call him Mark Twain because of that mustache. <laughs> He's good. Oh mm. my god. Well, all right. So see now, now that, that was one fun. makes sense. That could be a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But you're right. He now he has he has an axe to grind, so he could be one that would. Uh, speaking of axes to grind, in the chat, uh, M. Brewer says the truth will come out. Trump is the most corrupt politician in America's history, and is the most immoral human alive. And the dementia or Alzheimer's isn't helping. Uh, are you talking about Trump or Biden? But what I will say, <laughs> what I will what? say, Christian. So, so there's no, there, there's nothing that you've seen from Joe Biden <laughs> that would make him the, the most the, corrupt. No, 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 dementia or Alzheimer's. I agree with all of that that the, the, they no. just said, but he's also the luckiest <laughs> SOB the luckiest, in the yes. history of the world. Oh yeah, best Teflon. I, the, the, I can say that he's the best. I'm Teflon actually in, annoyed in at all the people who are claiming that Trump has got cognitive decline. Even Anthony Scaramucci, that seems to be like his out. We, like, we yeah. call him the Mooch on this show. By yes. The way. So yeah. apologies. <laughs> so the Mooch is like, oh, but he. He's mentally declining. No, he's not mentally declining. Right. This is who he always was, even when you backed him. We, so now that you're right. saying he's declining, it's your out. Were like, we talking about this before? Or was that somewhere else where I heard the same thing? Where it's like he's been the same the whole time. Uh, he's not changed, and and that's what I've said too. I'm like, really annoyed. You can't Scott, use that as an excuse. Scott, are you cheating on us with other shows? <laughs> you're like, was that here? Or was some here? other show that I did? Yeah, some I other don't show even that I did, know. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, do, I think I, so I think that you're right. That the the whatever the the cognitive ability of Trump. Is now it was it's, on the Dancing it, with the Stars it, panel. He was talking yes. about it. <laughs> that makes sense. I think it's on the level for where it's been at least the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a clip uh, that I didn't think to send to Ryan, but of, of him speaking at the General Assembly, and he's like sort of like hunched over. He's reading very succinctly from a teleprompter. He's so bored, and, and people are like, "Oh my God, he's losing it." I'm like, "No, he's just." He's just not interested in what he's talking about. He just feels like he needs to. You know, I think that in a lot of ways he's he's kind he of doesn't checked get out. To, yeah, he checks out if he doesn't get to have those moments where mm-hmm. he steps back and and like accepts the applause from his the the people behind him holding the signs that say "Women for Trump." Like when he's not amongst that crowd, he gets bored. Right, which is why he's done these rallies forever. He never stopped after the election. He just kept. Doing them because that's the only way. I mean, that's what he enjoys as the showman. Would you stop if you had this many people screaming your name and holding up signs that we love Scott? You know, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, go back into another uh, arena like that. I think Uh, I would get old. Well, let's let's have it happen. You know what? I'll ask you after your wedding when everybody's paying attention to you, and you're like, and then the next day it's like, eh, Chelsea, whatever. We don't need to talk to her anymore. And then I'm going to be like, no, no, I need another. You need another wedding. Another wedding. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. No. Haven't you ever seen Friends? That's exactly what happened to Monica. I think Christian misses being a groomzilla with how much he's, he's, he misses. He misses I, those days. I could not have been more checked out in that wedding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> My wife was like, do you want to look at the flowers? I'm like, nope. I went anyway, but I I was very upfront about it. I didn't want to. I was like, what do you think, what do you think the centerpieces should be? Whatever you want. These are the right answers. You know? <laughs> uh, I, I hired a band. That's that's what I did. And no, it wasn't Nickelback, if anybody in the chat wanted to try and be funny. Uh, all right. So uh, President Trump was at 
the United Nations yesterday. Uh, and, of course, when everyone was uh, speaking about climate change, he was there to talk about religious freedom, which is clearly very important to Donald Trump. I mean, I think that as well as we know him, he has a very strong spiritual upbringing. Mm, sure. And, <laughs> I mean, what Sunday don't we see pictures of uh, him at church? Or at least Kanye's whatever Oh, service. Sunday services. I, I don't think he would be there. <laughs> but Although he, you know, Kanye's a friend. Right. But I, I think, so here's the thing. Donald Trump would appear on stage at Kanye's Sunday services, but he would not be in the crowd. I think he, he I think that wouldn't go well for him. But uh, Kanye would be the only person happy to see him there, if I'm just going to guess. I'm just generalizing. Uh, but uh, do, do you think that, what do you think he cares less about, Tamara? Religion? Or, or the climate. Oh, okay, that's a good third vote. So that's the, a good third so, one. Yes. Yeah, so religion, the climate, or Tiffany. So if you could do an F, Mary, kill on all of those. No, if you it's rank kill, those three. Kill, kill, yeah, on kill, all kill of those everything. as far as Trump no, is but concerned. Where would you rank them in terms of importance for him? Do you think he cares more about Tiffany than the climate? What was the first one? Religion. Oh, religion. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think he believes in the church of Donald Trump, so I would say he... He, that's the highest. Well, because of the voters, too. I would say he knows those voters are... So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think he, in his heart, the only the only uh, false idol he worships is, is uh, Donald J. Trump. But for political purposes, he knows that he has to act like this is really important to him, you know? And he doesn't, he doesn't act very hard, you know? I mean, I think <laughs> and then the a, fact that Tiffany was present at the UN General Assembly, I'd say that she... He he. She is at least factored in as at least as far as his staff is concerned. We should have her here. So and then climate at the bottom. Yeah, but I think she just got tickets on StubHub. I don't think she's actually. <laughs> yeah. How'd yeah. she get those great seats next to her half siblings? Then she's can I have ask money. A, a serious question about this religious thing? I really okay, like you can ask say. a serious question. Just remember which show you're on. But go ahead, go ahead okay. and ask. Fine. Yes, you will answer it with some I, joke, I which may or may not be funny. Probably not. If this show has been any indication yeah. over almost four years, it will not be funny. So the Democrats up to now have been the party sort of of no religion. They've taken the separation of church and state, like, you know, almost as their religion, right? But is it time to pivot and instead of being the party of no religion, the party of all religions? Sure, I like that. Not because I mean, you—it's—it's it's just not. They're gonna—they're not gonna say you have to pick any one, and that's what the Constitution bars for. You know, well, directing you <clears throat> to, you know, practice any one religion. But if they are inclusive of all of them, if more people are like Pete Buttigieg, who—that's right. what say he's been bringing that up, right? So he's, you know, but whatever people are, whether they're just, you know, spiritual in nature or religious of whatever kind of organized religion, but that they—they. They, Include it in who they are and in their speeches and in and in, in, in their just who they are as sort of because if Tulsi Gabbard talked about being Hindu, that wouldn't be doing her any favors, most likely, even amongst Democrats, don't you think? Uh, I, I, I don't know that it'll look, I don't think it'll hurt her any more than if she said she was Catholic. You know, I think that it would kind of be rece- received the same way. But that my my non joke answer to that is I wonder how much of an issue is it for, you know, the farthest left contingent of the party to not really speak on religion, not to exclude religion, but you just kind of you know, you just sort of talk about it. You just try to be separate from it. You know, you you don't really hear much about it. I mean, even even people who uh, candidates and, and elected officials who do go to church don't really talk about it as much. Did you hear about uh, Cokie Roberts uh, when she died? I was hearing all of this. I, I've I've always loved her, but I did not realize 
what a hardcore Catholic she was, and all of the I don't coverage think I realized that either, of, yeah. of, of all of the coverage of, of Cokie Roberts' death, and they talked about, you know, but she was such a staunch feminist, and she did think that, you know, the Catholic Church definitely needs to allow women to be priests, and they need to not be celibate anymore, and things like that. But she was a strong Catholic, which there's I found, other, I thought that was it. Just I made that, meant, that they should but, stop doing. But in too. line mm-hmm. of with what Chelsea's saying, it made me love her even more, knowing that she was this complicated person who, you know, so... Because um, I, I think the the sort of the godless brand, I, I don't think that works. Because then, then you allow anybody to claim it, like Trump, oh, I'm the God-fearing one here. Like, who's... Well, right. I think part of... People are buying that, but... Part of the Republican side, and it's been going on, you know, since before Reagan, is to attract a Christianity. And so the everyone else... I think it it kind of makes the pie a lot harder for everyone else. Just all all of the above or whatever goes into the Democratic column. I think it, it kind of dilutes. Christianity what has been after. falling, but no, spirituality has been, has right. been going up. So no, I agree with you, but I think that's why they haven't, and because the Republicans are taking a very specific brand of Christianity as well that they have kind of incorporated as their own going back from the 70s and what led to Ronald Reagan. Hey, is from uh, that. Ryan in the booth, can you see if you can find President Trump being asked the question of some of his uh, favorite Bible passages? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh I've never seen that. This is a somewhat recent. Is this the one, two Corinthians? Well, no, it's not even that. No, no, no. It, it's, uh, it, you know, and just in case we don't find it, it's essentially... There's so many, many great passages. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's been talking about how it's your favorite book, and you said, I think last night in Iowa, some people are surprised that you say that. I'm wondering what one or two of your most favored Bible uh, verses are well, and why. I, I wouldn't want to get into it because to me that's very personal. You know, when I talk about the Bible, it's very personal. So I don't, don't want to get into verses. There's I don't no want to get into There's no, no verse I, that means I, a I lot just, to you that you think about or cite. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but oh I don't want to get into specifics. <laughs> Even decide a verse that no, you like. No, I don't want to do that. I mean, that's the guy I uh, probably equal. I think it's just an incredible. The whole Bible is an incredible. I joke uh, very an much so. They always hold up the art of the deal. I say my second favorite book oh, of all time. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, you can, you can stop it right there. Ryan did great. That was so fast pulling that up. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Ryan. I've got it to my own horn. Actually, Jeff oh, is sitting yeah. in the Ryan. Why so. you got it so fast? Jeff Graham got it. No, actually, if there's one person who's faster than me, it probably is Ryan. That was impressive. We love Ryan. Well done. That was impressive. Jeff was actually, he just happened to be watching it when you asked for it. He just likes that was. Well, it's just a perfect example because, like, you know, that that's like if you're asked about a movie that you're like kind of embarrassed that you haven't ever yeah. seen you'd be like oh yeah Taxi Driver it's great oh my god I love that thing that he does and yeah so by the way you should see my movie it's the second best movie yeah, of mine Art of the Deal the movie <laughs> and of course the the uh, the winter show uh, Art of the Deal on Ice uh, yeah there's a lot of branding. I've never seen that clip that was amazing uh, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's one of my favorites yeah. see uh, so we see, can't I, I can pick a favorite clip that was really easy for me to come up with that yeah. and I, I haven't been to Sunday school in more than 25 years, but I, I could I could fake my way through, like, one Bible verse, you know? I mean, it, it, how many times has he seen somebody... You just see footage... John 3.16. John 3.16, yeah. exactly. <laughs> he should have just said John 3.16. Yeah. What's your favorite? You and can't retain way, great, great question yeah. from those interviewers from Bloomberg, whom I don't actually know who they are, but... Uh, that is probably construed by some people as a gotcha question, like asking Sarah Palin what her favorite newspapers are, you know, which, <laughs> you know, shouldn't really be a gotcha question. If you're going to yeah. say the Bible's your favorite book, 
and it's not true, not saying that it's not true, but you know, if it isn't, have your quick answer of, oh yeah, this is the one that really means a lot to me. Right. Instead of like, well, you know, it's really personal. No, no, I'm not going to say yeah. that. Going really back, but like that. back to what we were talking about, I agree, Chelsea, if, if there were candidates that did talk about more, you know, spirituality or whatever form of religion that they choose to, I, I personally would like that a lot, but I don't mm. know if the Democratic Party as a whole, if that would work in their well, favor. That's why I like Mayor Pete bringing that up and saying that the Republicans don't have you know, the lock on Christianity, but he's focused on that more as opposed well, to and, and the Mayor Pete bringing it up is, I, I think it's the perfect Thank example because you, look, you're going to have a very strong, very, you know, ultra religious segment that feels that, right. you know, Mayor Pete just Can day you, to day is a sinner. What did he say? You know? So, well, just in, in general, he's, He's just talked about his own his Christianity yeah. and, and that and his faith and that uh, you know essentially Mike Pence and Republicans or anything don't have a lock on the uh-huh. Christian faith as being you know Democrats are religious as well in their own way you know uh-huh. so that's basically what he's been bringing up and and that there is a counter argument to Republicans having a lock on that but they've had a lock on the form of Christianity and you know the evangelicals and things mm-hmm. like that that are very specific as opposed to what you're saying, which I agree with you. I would love for them to bring that up more. And it shouldn't be a lock on because the now Republican side. It, because it's, the divide is so stark mm-hmm, that now right. if you have, if Republicans are the party of religion, then Democrats are the party of anti-religion, right? right? So we, I don't think that that's a good idea to allow that sort of look to stick. Mm-hmm. Right. I and it. I think that it needs to be someone who it's actually part of their life. You right. just saw a clip of someone who's pretending to be religious when they're not. Uh, I'm, talk- I'm of, course, not, of course talking about the uh, interviewers from Bloomberg. They were clearly pretending to be religious. But it, so I think, you know, and Mayor Pete's a good example. I, I don't, you know, anybody that you haven't really heard talk about their faith shouldn't just start talking about it, you know. And, and so that's maybe not even this cycle. But I think if it is important to someone, don't be afraid to talk about it because I think that will really help. We should uh, definitely move along because we have a couple other things, a couple of uh, Chelsea favorites. But I did, as we were talking about the General Assembly, uh, we wanted to talk about climate change. And uh, I don't know if it's Ryan or Jeff in the booth, but uh, there was uh, something that I emailed to the show's account, and it was a little graphic representation. Working of, on it. I'll pull it up in just a minute. Of uh, President Trump uh, walked past uh, Greta Grunberg or Gunberg. I always think of Grunberg, but that's an actor, Greg Grunberg. Yeah. Gunberg. So I don't think they're related. Uh, and I think there's a there's a GIF version of it, but then there's also just a graphic. Yeah, I think it's the one, and it doesn't matter if it's got the meme words under. You know, yeah, that's that top one right there. That that'll be it. You. Can just zoom in on that. So uh, President Trump walked by her, and I don't think he's not like speaking publicly. I think he's just talking to somebody. But uh, this was kind of a this image caught on online a lot yesterday because she's just glaring at him as the you know liar. the mm-hmm. the repre- And of course, uh, if you're looking at the image that's on the screen right now, they've compared it to uh, Eleven from uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, different superpowers. So uh, I think that that really spoke a lot to what that moment was. And I used it as a joke, but I feel like it's great that she's so passionate about this. I'm glad that she's gotten a platform for it. I do feel bad for her because by being out in front of this and speaking on the floor of the General Assembly, uh, you didn't have to dig around too far on Twitter to just see some of the terrible things people were saying about her. Uh, There was somebody, there was a guest on Fox News who called her mentally ill. uh, And, uh, you know, and then, you know, so there's a lot. And I just was like, oh, she's 16. Does she need all that? Does she need all that backlash? Uh, You know, so I don't know. I, I feel like 
it's kind of invited something. And, Wait, but the, in in well, the joke, what, you made it sound like you thought she was like a paid... Oh, so, look, some, is who... Did she buy herself a solar-powered boat to take care, or do you think somebody paid for that? Do you, do you think that there's like an organization that paid for that solar-powered boat, or do you think that her parents wrote a check? Okay, I I, I don't know, but just well, that's, that's if somebody why I gets feel financial support yeah. for anything that they do doesn't mean that they don't actually believe it. Oh, I think she believes it. Okay. I just think that Here's she's being thing. propped she, up as the the for the somebody who's who is sixteen years old and is that eloquent and has that grasp of the severity of the situation and is able to make a speech uh, in in such a, a the the gravity of of who she was speaking in front of. You can't tell me that she didn't already think about the the negative side to what could happen. She she know a sixteen year old knows better than anybody what social media backlash is going to come at them in a forum like that. That's what, no surprise to her. Does she just think her. most people agree with her and maybe wasn't prepared for it? And, I don't and I'm think just she asking, cares. I'm only asking a I think question. She felt, if she doesn't care, I that's great. I think she felt that what she had to say was important enough that any any negative backlash that came from it that it's not important. She just had to say that. I I feel like she had agency and what the passion that came out of that speech she had self-agency whoever was giving her money to go there or whatever organizations might be involved with her making that appearance then that okay very well maybe but i she she i believe she had self-agency she wanted to be there and um and, well, I'm and, glad you and, used the term she, agency because I hear she signed with CAA. So <laughs> I'm I, sure. I, I hope that she did. I hope yep. that she did. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, of course, doing it in, uh, you know, obviously everyone in Europe learns how to speak English. But uh, doing it in a language that's not her own is also, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, just a reminder of, uh, you know, how maybe some of us were at 16. Like, oh, yeah. That's, it's only uh, impressive to Americans because we're the only ones that don't speak any other language. Yeah. So, Everybody else. Uh, I will have you know that I speak Vulcan and Klingon. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Scott, I before we move on, I wanted to give you a chance to weigh in on this. No, I I, I can kind of see both sides of what you're saying, of, of being that she's 16 and, and not not that manipulated, but like what is her parents' background and are parents very... I'm just afraid she's being taken advantage of for a cause that she believes in. I think she believes in Right, it, and that's where I can see that as a 16-year-old where you get concerned, like who, like you said, who's fronting all this, who's making sure you know kind of propping her up on that so, so i do understand that because as a minor and everything that is concerning but like you were saying it's very true the fact that she could go up and speak in front of such a a, a serious you know topic in a group setting like that at 16 also is very impressive and too. use the term so, how dare you all mm-hmm. basically yeah, the, the, yeah to do that admonish yeah by the way there were like a few like countries that? that were like what do you mean all like yeah. some of us are on your side what are you doing <laughs> Like that, that yeah. is very impressive, though. I mean, that that part of it. Justin like, Trudeau is scrubbing his face, trying to make it look a little whiter, and saying, "Like, what do you mean, me? Who's more a friend of uh, the the climate change but movement?" The part that resonates with me over and over was when she's saying, "And then all you guys talk about is your money and fairy tale of eternal economic growth or prospect." Well, uh, was, I mean, she's that, from Sweden. She doesn't understand that. She's you know, she's not American. She doesn't understand the kind of. It's a joke. Calm down. But the, uh, no, but I'm saying like jokes aren't. I, funny though i'm imagining myself as 16 knowing there's no way that i could i i would no, be, I, I, mean, I, I that's what's mind-blowing to me the fact that she was able to do that I, at 16 where i couldn't i, I, I would have jumped at the opportunity yeah. to give that speech but my speech would have just been like <laughs> yeah right guys so uh you know yeah, I'd be no like, i mean I, I know people in their 30s who don't want to speak into you know to a, a room of like an improv class yeah. you know so doing that it's very impressive and 
I just, uh, I, I don't know. I hope that she's not being taken advantage of. But I do want to right. move on to what, something that's very what, important. What, yeah. what makes you think that she is? Because she's 16. There's money behind this. I want to know who it is. What's their goal? You know, because of all the things why? that there's money behind, this is the one that you question? Yeah. This is and, the one that's no, in the news I, I support. I support it, but it does concern me when you have a child, like a, a minor. Yeah. And I'm like, what? who's who's behind it? Not saying, because I do agree with it. But using this child as like like Christian saying like, as a prophet. Before, before we move on, how would you feel if this was a sixteen year old who was going around talking about that he or she didn't believe in climate change? Mm-hmm. That it's like, well, look at all these studies that say that it's not happening. So you know, if you're agreeing with the message, are you more inclined to feel like it's okay? No. Would you feel that somebody's being manipulated? I, I'm if saying they a great. Let's find out who the money forces are yeah. behind her. But let's not just ask that about her. Let's ask it's that just about the thing in the news right now. I my question is, what's the money behind right, this? Right, absolutely. So, 100%. Well, well, I, I encourage was, that question to be more common. I, I, th- I feel like we get it every week on this show. But so I would be was, curious to know about her parents and, and all yeah. that, too, and their background, and maybe how they brought her up and what well, they do as you know, well. If there's, any, if there's any kind of impropriety anywhere, you know, uh, you know, Glenn Beck will have it on his big chalkboard on his internet What show about tomorrow. the Parkland activists, who was so somebody's funding their tours and speeches? I mean, I think somebody, I, like I mean somebody must be paying for that. I'm not not saying rightly or wrongly. And it I'm may just saying be that that money a, has to come from somewhere. I'm yeah. not there saying that they're yeah. not. I'm just saying these kids, if they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't be doing right. it. I would hope that. But right, right. look, if right. you want to take it to show business, uh, you think that that every show. I think kid it's condescending didn't... to to kids today to assume that they're being forced. Do you to think do everybody this kind on Nickelodeon wants to be an actor? Like every kid on one of those shows. Do you think that there's any? They're just like hate it so much, but their parents made them do it. And I'm not saying I that's the case. I think that's a severely separate issue since that's not. I think in, in seeing how fired up teenagers are. Yeah. In the past three years, uh, I totally believe her sincerity that's all I'm no, saying. I, I, and, and that's why I said to you too I believe that too for her to do it that but my own concern is the fact that she's you know that she's younger and that who's, who's <laughs> taking advantage of that uh Jim Mint 1952 mantle in the chat just chimes in Trump is the best Michael Ryan <laughs> Trump rules so you know I just want to give I want to give everybody a voice that's also there in the chat. Uh, I mean, yes, obviously Seasons in the Abyss, but I do want to move on because Chelsea brought to my attention a story that I didn't know anything about, and you probably all expected that we were going to talk about pine nuts today. Well, we are. A U.S. drone strike uh, killed 30 pine nut farm workers in Afghanistan. I think that's different than farmers, but I don't know. Pine nut farm workers. Now, drone strike is certainly not a, something that you can look at as a problem in this administration. I, I think that. Wait, uh, what, huh, what? Are you trying to say that Obama didn't use drones? So I'm just saying it's a continuing problem. Got it. That's where I'm starting from. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, but yeah, no, I didn't mean that like, you know, other people were just flying around and shooting. See, I couldn't tell when the jokes start and when they end. I always need clarification. If you just assume they never start, then you're probably going to be in the right place. Christian needs to learn a little bit of that Trump uh, subtlety. It's a very personal issue. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Chelsea, you brought us this story. Yeah. I wanted you to talk a little about yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. And I just think that these are the kinds of stories that kind of get fallen, you know, fall through the cracks or hidden behind the curtain because we're all paying attention to whatever silly thing Trump has done or serious thing that he And who, and, and who wore what done. at the Emmys? You know, these are important things right. this week. And and then if we are really, if we really 
want to pretend to care about our security and the rest of the world. I mean, we have spent billions and trillions of dollars in Afghanistan. Probably doesn't help that we're, you know, accidentally, even if that's accidentally, killing 30 farm workers, um, 30 civilians. And people are like, oh, what, you know, I, I don't know if, if people just don't know or if they were to know, they would say 30 people, whatever. Um, but I think that it is important for at least somebody to be talking about it and saying, hey, we need to knock this off. I know Obama did it too. I don't care. But this is what's happening now. And I feel that we need to stop. There I, has to be a way to be I, more I, careful. I would also like to know what's the success rate with uh, drone strikes? How many times do you get the intended target? There's not real collateral damage. And how many times is it a bunch of pine nut farmers? Uh, because if the if it's even if it's 50-50, it's like, all right, well, that's not right. Yeah. You know, if it's like one out of 100, it's like, all right, we well, really need to be better. But if it's the other way around, where it's 99 out of 100, it's like, well, then maybe you need to come up with another way this to do this. This would have been one of those things where those daily press briefings that Trump no longer allows his administration to do would be, would be necessary. To, I, I think that, I mean, the least that we can do is... It is announces to the country that this is what we have have done, and I don't know. How, take a moment of freaking silence and just, I, you know, we we are we are sorry. We, this was a, done with the best intelligence that we had. It's whatever, but the, for us to completely ignore it and then be shocked when people hate us and look to do us harm, I it, it just boggles my mind and it, it just breaks my heart that this. I mean, I, I, I yeah. don't know how far down I had to scroll to find this. Right, because I was going to well, say, I didn't, I didn't hear about I didn't it. Either. And I didn't either. Your so link you was from Reuters. and uh, Did we even say what it is we're talking about? The, A U.S. The, drone strike intended to the, hit an Islamic State hideout in Afghanistan killed at least 30 civilians right. resting after the, a day's labor in the fields, yeah. officials said on Thursday. And that's, farmers. Yeah. and that's a quote from yes. that article. So that's, that's what we were talking about here. But that is not... This and this week. happened September 19th, right. 2019. So th- that's not This Week in Corruption, which is another uh, segment, yes. which is also Chelsea doing her homework. Yes. A couple extra stars in the book today. Why, thank you. Uh, so talk a little bit about, uh, well, this involves uh, Mike Pence. Yeah, and I was uh, pleased to find that there is a group of Republicans who call themselves Republicans for the Rule of Law that are calling out Mike Pence for saying his whole who cares about the president. Um, supposedly having people stay at his resorts and just the whole emoluments thing that seems to be getting a shrug from the GOP. There's actually a group of Republicans who care about corruption. So I wanted to say woohoo for those Republicans in the Republicans for the rule of law and that uh, that's it for our our, and uh, Re- Republicans for the Rule of Law uh, is directed by Bill Kristol, formerly of the Weekly Standard. So it's a it's a fairly well known figure. I mean, you know, you, he worked for I think Dan Quayle. Mm-hmm. But you know, in terms of uh, someone who's been out there for decades, uh, you know, he doesn't doesn't have a magazine anymore because they uh, were never Trumpers. But uh, he's still out there. So uh, so I think you've it's, mentioned him a few times. Yeah, that's he's, the only reason I he's fairly. I mean, before. he's fairly well known. Yeah. Uh, you know, as uh, you know, as as well known as a talking head can be exactly you know, political junkies know who guys mm-hmm. like him are because he would be on he would be on the uh, the, the abc uh, sunday show a lot the this week yeah so uh that's probably where a lot of people would see him but yeah so i think it's so what does that what does that takeaway tell you that the fact that there's a group called republicans for the rule I mean, of I, law i just want this to be uh, or, or for us to promote that this is not just a one-sided um you know one party only cares about 
anti-corruption, and even sometimes there are some I mean, people within the Democratic Party it, who don't care about exactly. anti-corruption, yes. which is like, a big problem. But that yeah. there are some people who are Republicans, who are conservatives, who care about it and who are calling out this administration. I just wanted to say thank you to those allies. Look, it's a problem when, you know, you see that, you know, a number of uh, what Republican, uh, I don't know, officials are having Christmas parties and things at Trump properties in D.C., but then it's much bigger, and that's where the Mike Pence comes into it, when it, where he had to stay, where was it, in Scotland? Three mm-hmm. hours He was away. three hours away, so in, that he could in, stay at a, you know... In Ireland, but then the, what was it, the Air Force, who was it that was actually having to lay yeah, like was, layover essentially in Scotland at his golf club resort. Right. So there was two things there. It's that with the military unit yeah, and, and, and then and him using that for his stay in Ireland. Right. I mean, I think yeah. it's just a little bit, uh, it's far more blatant when it's that. Uh, obviously, both of those things are wrong. You know, using a using a preferred hotel in, in D.C. doesn't seem quite as egregious as that, which is just uh, insane. So it's another story that I think is not getting a lot of attention. Right, so. because that's the thing. There's so many... <laughs> So much corruption going on with this administration, and that's, like we said, it's like, how has this Ukraine thing risen to the top when there's been so many other things that have happened over the past couple years that, you know, we could go on and on about what he could be impeached for. So we do have to wrap up, but Chelsea, do you think you'll have trouble coming up with next week's segment of This Week in Corruption, or are you confident that you'll be able to find something out there? The most confident I have been in a very long time. Are you as confident in that as Donald Trump is confident how much he loves the Bible? <laughs> you can think about that yeah. next week. Well, well, it's I have too personal a question, Christian. I know, right? I have a pitch related. Uh, on March 6, 2019, Trump signed an executive order revoking the requirement that U.S. intelligence office officials publicly report the number of civilians killed in counterterrorism drone attacks. So, mm. Well, there you go. Mm. Um, interesting and related. Thank, Thank you, you for well, that. Well, and I would say really quick to that that we as would never admit our failures to anyone in the world, and especially this administration, will be the last ones to do that, which is horrible. No person, no country of integrity can exist without ever acknowledging their flaws or their mistakes. But that's what I'm saying. That's a big problem that we've had as Americans in general, and that's across the board, but this administration in particular will never We have to encourage a culture where people say, call out their own mistakes, Mm -hmm. take responsibility, and that people are forgiven. Right. And, and you grow or, from or it, and you learn from hopefully, it, and, you move and people to the next. stop doing it, and then we right. You learn from it. Exactly. Who'd have thought mm-hmm. a reality star elected into public <laughs> office would be really bad at calling out his own public flaws, mm. personal flaws? Yeah, and that's one to grow talk. on. But we are out of time. <laughs> uh, thank you to uh, everyone in the chat, and yes, that means everyone in the chat. We appreciate everybody there. And if you're watching the archive version, let us know what you thought. Uh, you can find us next Tuesday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Galiska. Tamara. At Hey Tamara underscore on Twitter. And Scott. And you can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. Did you thank Mitch McConnell for not blocking the uh, the, the whistleblower testimony? I, I, Thanks, Mitch. I still call him a hypocrite because okay, of a stupid no, statement that he put out there. Okay, that's fair. All right, thanks again, bad. everyone, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.